So hi, welcome to the Noise Podcast with Arcadia Gray. We're going to ask them some questions about today about their not-so-recent album, Konami Code. I'm going to start. Uh, so congrats on that, by the way, guys. How do you feel the response to it so far? Absolutely terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a really poor response. Uh, definitely not what I expected. It's People cared about this record a lot more than I expected them to. Um, yeah. And two years later. And now we have to follow it up? Oh, what's that? Some bullshit. It's gross. You guys are like an emo band, though. You could just fall off the face of the earth. Or just start a new project. Uh, We've considered it. Um, It's brought up a lot. See, the problem with American football strategy is that too many people care right now. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. Fall off the face of the earth, no one has to care. And then they find out about you later. Yeah. yeah, what you do is uh, you drop a pretty okay record, and then you quit, and then 10 years later, you get back together. That's, yeah, definitely so that's what, what My Chemical Romance did. <laughs> that's exactly what My Chemical Romance did, yes. Yeah. My favorite band, My Chem. You could pretty much call us uh, a young My Chem. Really? You could. All, yeah, yeah, all of us. We're younger than them. You, so, it, yeah, that's the basis we're going off of. Wow, it's yeah. pretty solid. What, about, what what basis? Nope, <laughs> that's not what I meant. <laughs> Close enough. Close enough. It's Mikey Way. Uh... Cool. <laughs> so, is there any meaning behind the uh, name or artwork? Uh, oh, for Konami Code. Yes. Um. <laughs> How did we end up deciding to to name? I think we were just thinking of record names, and we went, "Ooh, Konami Code sounds cool." So I'll tell you. I'll, I will. I will tell you the story. If Nathan mm-hmm. will tell the story. If y'all, good, are, good. oh my god, I really fucked up. That's that. called the Konami. Okay. <laughs> um. So, uh, we came up with this rule when we started that uh, for each release, one person would choose the art and the name, and we'd do a rotation. Oh yeah. And so. So I believe, I don't remember. I don't remember who got what the order was, but it came to be Corey's turn, mm-hmm. and I asked Corey, "We need a name, and we need, uh, we need art." And then we got closer and closer and closer to the date, and Corey never gave me a name or or art. Oh, so we kind of, yeah, that's how I remember it. So then I ended up having to. Uh, uh, I didn't have to. We could have just not have an album, but I ended up yeah. taking the the reins and and doing some things, and also like sharing thoughts and opinions. But I don't remember why we chose Konami Code. I know why we named Konami Code Konami Code because the way we described the part was up, up, down, down, left, right, mm-hmm. and we we're like, okay, we'll call it Konami Code. But other than that, I I don't know why we picked it for the title track. I feel like Skirt Cob or for the title. I feel like Skirt Cobain. Or literally any other song <laughs> would it be a better would be a better title. Okay, mm-hmm. and then just the I want cover it. art. Oh yeah, the cover art. Um, we just uh, Nate has an artist friend, uh, Quinn, who uh, they really like their art. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we kind of just gave them the album and was like, "Come up with some ideas that you think might go with it." And they're like, "There's this character from my Instagram that I I drew." Uh, and that oh. I think would work for the cover. And then it came together. And the funny thing is, every time we've gotten art done through them, um, at some point through this, like, command chain, uh, <laughs> a song has always gotten misspelled. Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Absolutely hilarious. That's fantastic. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so funny. Every time. Actually, every time. on hilarious. our CDs, if you buy our CDs, they're, like, completely... It kicks me. I don't know why, but I'm back. Hi, welcome, welcome back. Because we value you less. The transistor. <gasps> I wish you told me that stuff about Konami Code when I was learning to play it, though, because I didn't know that, and it's really weird. <laughs> the up, up, down, down part? Yes. Yeah, well, now you know. It's really weird. Exactly. Yeah. Right, now you know. Uh, so can you tell me a little bit about your writing process for that record? That was no, absolutely ago. not. Okay. Oh, well. that was... <laughs> Moving on to the next question. Okay, well then, get out. 
Yo, the writing process for this record was uh was real fun and real wild. Uh, so like many emo kids, I, I got uh how the kids say broken up with, uh, and then I got mega sad. So, uh, I just wrote I wrote some like demos for songs and ideas and stuff. Um, and we were pretty adamant that we wanted to write a record. Uh, Nate and I are both songwriters for the band, so we both had like demos. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we decided, okay, well, we're going to write a record, so let's just get together in a week and just spend, like, the whole week together writing, mm-hmm. uh, and we're going we're gonna to write the songs out for the record. And, and then we did. Yeah. Okay. Wow. It, was, uh, it was quite stressful, but mm-hmm. it was also very effective. So. Yeah. Can imagine. Yeah. I, I remember having to lock myself in my dorm's practice space for three days to to force myself to like write songs and that's wow. where, like konami code actually i think that's the only one that came out of that weekend but uh <laughs> <laughs> at least you got something yeah i think konami code and one last sign there were a couple signs that i had worked on that we ended up cutting because they just they weren't as good but oh will those ever see the light of day or no probably not there are a couple comp you can find one of them on a comp somewhere mm-hmm. <laughs> somewhere out there on a yeah side the, okay mm-hmm. the comp that was only released on cds is that in the person. one you're talking about yeah in person you had to be there you literally had to be there oh my god <laughs> no, it was, uh, we went to play at a music festival Oh my God. In the dead middle of summer, and it was mm-hmm. so hot. It was unbearably hot and humid, and we were just in this fucking cornfield at this dude's house. <laughs> wow, Cooper, you did forget <laughs> to mention that this was a metalcore fest. It wasn't. Oh, it, did it. oh. Yeah. The, it wasn't all metalcore there though. There was there were genres that were so that were a lot different from met, uh, metalcore, much more so than us. Yeah. Um. And I'm really unfortunate. We we decided to leave the second that uh, uh, a band came on. That I'm like, oh, these guys sound like really interesting. Like I'm really into these guys. Mm-hmm. We had to leave. Yeah, it was Aww. sick. Uh, I uh, I looked at the lineup for the fest, and I only knew one of the bands, and they were an emo band, which I had never gotten to talk to before. So I was like, oh, cool. I'll get to see their set, and I can talk to them afterwards. And like two songs into their set, Nate comes over and is like, we gotta go. And I'm like, oh, god damn it, Nate. Yeah. Hey, it happens. And (laughs) it was worth it. We had the shittiest pizza that night. Yum. (laughs) Yummy. Um, So back to the record. Uh, Which song took the longest to write? And which one is your personal favorite? Um, Did any of them take us, like, specifically longer to get through than the others? I mean, I we don't... practically wrote all of them in a week. Yeah, yeah. That's I crazy. feel like we. I I feel like most of them kind of took the same amount of time out yeah. of all of us. I <laughs> think the first song, if I'm remembering correctly, that I the first song that we brought to the band that ended up being on the album, like the first song that was on the album, was "Always Raining." I believe. Because mm-hmm. I wrote that in the summertime and I don't think any other track Yeah, because had... that one took we had to cut a couple parts and move stuff around. Yeah, huh. I would say that's the one that took the longest time but just because, just from the time frame of writing that record, which was a nightmare by the way. Koi did not explain how stressful It wasn't a nightmare for me, so that's why I didn't How, how <laughs> stressful it was to like be like in October be like, hey, we're writing a record, we need songs. Oh uh, and we're recording in January. Like that was the Oh time my god. Wait, yeah. so you just sprung it on them? No, 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 no we like, had this plan for a while. There's like this there's uh-huh. this really long backstory if you can if I'm not gonna this call it. This is literally out. the best time to tell a long backstory. Yeah. Okay. We had a, a former guitarist, I'm not gonna name names, mm-hmm. uh, who really, really, really wanted to record a record and was like, hey, let's do this. And we were like, okay, over the fall, we will save money and we'll go into record. And then mm-hmm. right about the time we 
we hadn't even finished the record. We just booked the studio. Right around the time we were trying to book the studio, we got the quote back. And I told everybody how much we need needed, and everybody was like, uh, yeah, this is good. And then the guitarist, who was like, we have to record a record, we have to, was like, uh, I don't have any money to oh. do this. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, we, uh, I think they sent us a picture of their bank account, and it had like 20 bucks in it. <laughs> oh! And we were oh, like... Oh. Like, I mean, I'm I've been there. I'm like yeah. there right now. <laughs> yeah, like, we've, we've been there. It was just like we had time to like plan this out, which was the frustrating part. And I don't mm -hmm. know why, like we didn't take more time. Like in hindsight, to well, we wanted these songs. Well, the reason we wanted to get it out around then is because we were coming up on, uh. Well, we knew that we wanted to do a lot of touring uh, in the next year. So the fall that we decided to write it, we're like, okay, so it's going to take us a while to go through the whole process of actually getting the album out, you know, getting everything together, doing whatever promotion we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, and we wanted to at least be ready around, you know, like the summertime because we knew that would be when most people have free time between us to tour and you know audience goers to come in and things like that uh yeah so we really wanted to have something that we could like tour off of something that uh some music that we could put out and like either point people to or have people who have heard the music and want to see us live mm -hmm. you know give them a reason to come out like oh i really want to hear this these songs from the new record mm -hmm. so uh, we should go see them live I think yeah. that was our thought process. That's kind of why the, right. oh, the the best way to describe our music is house show music, not because we all really like house shows, but mm -hmm. because it's kind of Which written we do, and though. designed. We do, we do very much. Um, but it's written and designed for a close and intimate audience that also okay. wants to move around. Yeah, yeah. The and I mean the whole production of it too was like how do we make this sound like you're at a house show and like even from yeah, the beginning was... Corey was even from the beginning Corey was like how like writing these songs for tour like parts specific for jumping parts specific for like saying goodbye mm -hmm. like all the songs were crafted so that we could play them live and yeah. Corey's big rule was every song needs to be in standard so we don't have to tune up or down. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's good. Uh, and then I wrote all my songs with capos and uh, wow. and two of them were tuned down. So I totally dis disregarded Corey. They insist on putting the capo on like a, on like the third fret, mm -hmm. uh, which totally ruins your inlays. Then... <laughs> Then your second fret's got an inlay on it, and that's just all wrong. And I yeah. despise that so much. I didn't know that's a thing that happens. <laughs> what, that's you fair. Never seen a guitar before? At that point, I had been playing guitar for maybe a year. Wow. Two years. Okay. Which is why the songs are shit. <laughs> no. I'm, ki I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I don't know, it seems like most people enjoy the songs. Yeah. Yeah, um, well, they were scammed. They <laughs> <laughs> were scammed. You heard it here first. Yeah. We, Everyone on Twitter scam is scammed. That's all we are. Mm -hmm. There was that big scandal last week of that one artist that, like, ripped off a bunch of bands. Oh, yeah, my God. almost a month ago now. Jesus. Yeah, that was a month I ago. I guess it was a month ago. Well, I'm so happy nobody called us out, so... Oh, you, oh, you're yeah. just ripping things off Bandcamp, too? So when's LP number five going to come out? Tomorrow? Tomorrow. Okay. Like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so where is your headspace at while you guys are writing that album? Well, Don't speak all Nate, at once now. I was going to say crickets. Sorry, Corey, do you want to talk? Or? Nate, My head uh, is like always blank, so. <laughs> Me too. It's okay. The, what are you saying, uh, Oh, uh, so for songs on the album... Uh, Nate wrote It's Always Rainy, Konami Code, and uh, One Last Song, right? Yeah. Um, I wrote those because my whole headspace on that, I, I had gotten out of a relationship. It had been about a year at that point, but like it was, I, was, it was, I was in a really unhealthy, toxic place in my life when, when we wrote that, those songs. Sorry, what were you saying, Corey? Oh, I was going to have you share why you wrote them, and then I was going to share the ones that I wrote. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can... 
I can go ahead. Yeah, I wrote Always Raining because all all three of those songs except Konami Code. So two of those songs are about this one person I dated. Uh, and I wrote Always Raining because they would talk about how bad I cooked my eggs, like, all the time. <laughs> wow. And, and then be like, and then, <laughs> and then, like, get mad at me because I'm bad at cooking eggs. So I wrote a song. In their defense, that. the eggs were really bad. They were <laughs> Were they, like, dry or burnt? They, they were, like, season? crusty and, like, oh. brown. It... Oh, my God. Yeah, I wanna, you know, I'd never do that to eggs, just so you know. Yeah, and it was crime. The whole song was kind of about this, like, ew, this, like, mentality of, like, breaking everything that I touch, (laughs) quite figuratively, and just kind of ruining everything because I have, like, no self-control or awareness of my space around me. And then Konami Code I wrote because I was in a fucking... I was at college, and uh, my parents, like, never called me, and I wasn't homesick at all, and I was like, why don't I? Why don't I? Why don't I write a song about this? That sounds fun. Hmm. Yeah. And I'm not going to go into one last song. Corey, what, what was your headspace about all this shit? All right. So I, I have to start with the Fuck Matt trilogy. Uh, is, uh, <laughs> Scarecrow Cobain, Godzilla 98 Sucks, and then Stonecrest White Strobes. Classics. Um, which is about a relationship that I had, what, summer 2019? Um, yeah. That was, like, kind of weird because the person that broke up with me um, was interested they broke up with me because they were interested in seeing one of my friends that they dated before oh um and it was like kind of it was just weird and uncomfortable and it like this is the first relationship where i really like fell in love with someone so it was hard to like move on from that Mm -hmm. um uh so that's kind of what I wrote uh, those three songs about uh, because my I had like a blanket that I really it was like my favorite blanket mm-hmm. and I brought it over their dorm room uh, and then like every time that we'd talk about meeting up or whatever they'd get like too high or just like not be able to like come and meet me to give it to me and we went to a lot of the same shows and everything and then mm-hmm. uh, so I got really frustrated about it and then i went home and i wrote a song after a heart attack man show uh complaining about it uh, and then it turned into three songs um wow Mo- mosh pit girlfriend uh the chorus i wrote about a uh, a non-binary i have a crush on in the scene uh in indiana um and then the verse is about the same relationship um and then the steven universe part is about uh, two of my friends who were both in Dana's Clay and the Tiger Sharks, um, Mike Newman and uh, Dana Scully. Um, not their actual last name. Whatever. Um, but <laughs> Summer they're, Brews. They're really nice people, uh, and they, they write good music in the scene, uh, and I was friends with them. And they kind of inspired me to want to do DIY music uh, huh. at the time. Uh, Monstar uh, was the first song that Cooper and I wrote together. Um, yes. And it is, uh, from my understanding, fictional. Uh, uh, but it was just a fun learning experience for the two of us. Uh, I wrote the chorus when I was in like high school, uh, and I just was sitting on it forever. Hmm. Um, and I brought it to Cooper, and Cooper was like, I have an idea. Yeah. And, <laughs> I was trying uh, to I was trying to think at the time if I remember correctly I'm like so this song is like saying I'm a monster over and over again and I'm trying to think about like so why would I be saying that to myself like obviously I'm having some self reflection about uh, how somebody else views me maybe Um, so I kind of thought about the perspective of maybe uh questioning whether I'm a like good enough person or not uh because uh we have 
maybe, and like Corey said, it was fictional, but uh, a friend who is very flaky and you're trying to understand if they actually care about you or not and you're wondering if it's your fault or if they're just like really flaky as a person. So that's kind of where that song came from. And Mod joined the band uh, after we wrote the. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I promise there'll be questions for you as well. Exactly. What song's your favorite? <laughs> Mod, which song is your favorite off the record? Philadelphia. It's my favorite. To play. Really? Favorite in general. <laughs> I didn't say my favorite. My favorite, like, produced song on that was One Last Song. Oh, that's, that's um, a banger. That one was my favorite for a while. Yeah, my favorite to play. We played it every show. <laughs> What'd you say? I said we played one last song at every show. Oh, yeah, totally. That's <laughs> uh, a my joke because uh, we, we never have room in the van for me to grab the viola. Oh. Yeah. We can yeah. never really play it, but we will at some point. Just One day. A bit, bit more trunk space. Yeah. It's a the couple feet. We'll strap it on top. Shows don't happen easy. again. If shows don't happen uh, again, then uh, I don't know. Oh. I don't know what I'm gonna do. It's gonna be drastic. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um. I'll probably. Oh, go ahead. Oh, nothing. I was. Never mind. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um... Oh, my favorite song to play live is Mosh Pit. But... Okay. <laughs> Mosh Pit's pretty good. I really like uh, Godzilla '98 mm-hmm. personally. Yo, you like that movie? Ugh. That's not what I said. <laughs> I will drive to Chicago right now, Nathan. We, w- Don't make no. me do it. we want we want you to Cooper. Please, not move for it. this reason. Oh my god, that's so wholesome, oh, adorable. Was that a threat? Please come. <laughs> You're not going to like it when I get there, Nate. <laughs> I don't think you're going to like it when you get here. Did you see I'm going to shut thing? off. I'm going to shut off your power. <laughs> oh. That's that's not hard to do. Just run the microwave and the toaster at the same to... time. Oh my god. Run the microwave and the air fryer and run either of them separately. <laughs> yeah, that's all you have to do. If you really want to freak out Nate, though, you should bring some kind of rodent with you and just put it in their room. <laughs> Wait, you do you not like? Oh my god! Oh. As a singular uh, mouse. It's gone now. <laughs> so, um, so back to the album again. Um, <laughs> while listening through it, uh, what band or artist influences pop out the most to you? Oh no, my cow mug. Oh, I think the cow mug. When, when I was writing, I'm, I'm leaning this. Uh... What were we talking about, Court? When sure. we when we started <gasps> oh. writing this record, actually, when we started doing this band, every couple months, Corey and I would be like, "What three bands that we do we want our sound to be like?" Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what we said for the record. I think mm-hmm. it was something like. Pretty sure Pretty Weezer was in there. Yeah. I, I want like, to say it was like Mom Jeans, Weezer, and yeah, Remo Drive. Daddy. Oh, was it Remo Drive? Yeah. For some reason, I feel like we didn't. <laughs> Repping the shirt. Um, there we go. But I think the inspiration sonically for Konami Code uh, as an album was uh, it was right after McCafferty's Yarn came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish we went this history, Corey. Are you really about to do this right now? (laughs) And we and we listened to it and we thought, whoa, the tone for this record, like sonically, is cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, the record is terrible. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) But like we liked what they were going for. Uh Uh-huh. The record is bad. I did like it at the time though. Now I can't stand McCaffrey, but Oh. Um so, uh, I mean, no, no offense to McCaffrey, they make much more money than I do, uh, but I just wasn't a fan of, uh, I feel like they could have delivered the sonic idea that they had better, and so yeah. we kind of wanted to find a way to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we did. And- <laughs> so true, you so did. True. So true. Mm-hmm. 
You did it better. Yep. Nick Cafferty listening to this. Fuck. (laughs) Dude, if Nick if if Nick Hartcap listened to this, he would just curse us out on the internet, get cancelled for the fortieth time. Oh my god. And then go back to writing more music. See, now we're going, there is the thing like Anyways, back to the record. (laughs) Preemptively ready for the beef on Twitter, I guess. Oh my god. Um, We'll tag him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll tag him. Our friend's band Stonecrest. (laughs) Our friend's band Stonecrest. um, (laughs) We met them through a uh, a post on Reddit they made about how they were band members. Mm -hmm. uh, And we became really good friends. Um... But their music, they're the first band that we ever met that I felt like kind of sonically was making music that we that we felt like we sounded like. Um, it's just this high energy, like punk emo stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were a big influence on Konami Code too. They were <laughs> really, I mean, they were a big influence overall. We really want to talk about Stonecrest for a second because I remember going on tour with them and the idea of tour sounded so miserable to me mm. at that time i don't know why i was like an old grandpa and in, in early college high school just my attitude towards a lot of things was like i want to sleep at 10 o'clock and wake up at seven and read the newspaper Whoa. and have a relaxing day and, and also we be on, in a punk band and also for some reason <laughs> being a punk band but then we hung out with mccafferty or not mccafferty oh my god i was just saying wait what <laughs> no we did we did we did we hung out with stonecraft <laughs> Mm-hmm. And the energy they had at their shows was unmatched to any band I've ever seen in my life. Like, just the shit that, like, Jay and Luke would do on stage. Yeah. <laughs> and I live by that. <laughs> um, well, they're I really guess, cool, well, guys. Continue where they left off. Oh. oh. And that- I like the still frame we have of... <laughs> it's perfect. It's like a little bit cursed, you know, with all the red lighting. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> We're gonna get red roomed. I, I, I literally cannot get my phone to charge. Oh. Hmm. So I, I I could be. Have you tried um plugging it in? <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I am. And the, the charger's not reading at all. I'm sorry for your loss. Well, um, anyway, yeah, Stonecrest uh, moves around a lot at their shows. Like, and the yeah, time, though, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, they move around and are super cool. Mm-hmm. I actually remember, remember talking to to Jacob the other day, and Jacob was like, "Yeah, when we first, when Jay told me about you guys, he was like, this band reached out to us, and they're good." <laughs> like, nobody else that they've talked to is like good at all. Oh, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Either we're the only ones they talk Whoa. to, or their standards are, you know, pretty high. A little bit, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> or don't like down here. That's what I meant to this, but yeah. Um. So this question should be super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words: no more, no less. All of you have to do it. This album. Uh, I'll take it. Um, yeah, that's good. Sure. Uh, I I would I would probably say emo garage punk. That's good. Uh, I would say sad, vindictive, and catchy. Oh, that's really good. I like that one. <laughs> Don't worry. The next EP and the next <laughs> record are very vindictive. Ooh, I'm looking forward to uh, it. You are. Uh, I would describe it as, um, oh my god, I don't know. That is three words. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the robot voice is bad. Wow. Mm-hmm. I can't, I get my fucking phone. And... <laughs> <laughs> He's buffering. Oh, uh, they left. But okay. I bet they'd say something funny if they were, if they were here. Mm-hmm. This so. is... This is the cyberpunk of podcasts right here. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, should I move on, or do you want to wait? I think we're going to have to keep rolling. Yeah, okay. 
Um, so is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this album to invoke in your listeners? Indictiveness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty Singer. obvious one right there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so like a lot of sad kids, um, I struggle with uh what the kids call depression. Hmm. Um and that's kind of been prevalent throughout my life, but since leaving high school and my adult life, it's it's been harder. Um and I started Arcadia Gray um right after like a really bad party that I went to that I was like I tried to like die or whatever. Um and I was like, well, maybe I can use music as an outlet or whatever. Um so this album is uh just purely out of spite. Um and that's all I'm living for at this point. And that's not a, it's kind of a joke and it's hilarious, but it's also true. Wow. Wow. <laughs> All right. So spiteful. Spiteful. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the nicest way possible, why haven't you guys put any new music out in like the past, what, three years or so? Well, yeah. we haven't put any new albums out, but we, we have been dropping, you know, the occasional like split or the single or whatever mm-hmm. um, compilation, things like that. Um, Parking lot, sing-alongs before or after Parking uh, that was, was before, before because <laughs> that was um, when we had a certain poor guitarist. Right. right. Hey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a good song. Okay. Um, that is a good yeah, song. It's a very good song. We, we haven't put out new music because uh, we wanted to first of all find a producer that worked well with us. Because mm-hmm. with Konami Code, um, no offense to the person who recorded it, but it was kind of a tumultuous recording process. And Mm -hmm. it felt, at least through the process, it felt like I knew more than the recording engineer did. And it made it hard to kind of like work to make the songs better, Mm -hmm. especially because we asked to book 10 days. And he was like, no, we can record it in four. And so he booked us four days. That's Um, kind of, yeah. Um, it, there is a there's one one of the days we woke up after sleeping in our van like right outside of the place we were recording this and was we in walked january. in in january then they booted everything up and they're like oh no where are all of the tracks seems <gasps> like cannot find the tracks uh, and then it took oh them like half the day to to get the tracks back because somebody else who worked there had gone apparently while we were like at Walmart or something. Had gone in there and like messed around with the computers. Wow, so that so, was half of your yeah. day like wasted and lost. Yeah, yeah. We didn't wow. like we didn't get more time because we were like booked in between, you yeah. know, other bookings. So it was that or nothing. Wow, also, that kind of sucks. To his defense, also while we were at the studio. Uh, we ran into like a mysterious grounding problem, so we were getting a bunch of feedback noise. So that's like not in his control. Mm-hmm. And one of his family members died. Oh, on, like, the last day. Yeah, that. Wow. Like, okay, we- we're gonna have to like we gotta push through this, and then we're. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It was uh... so bad. Wow. So a lot happened in the four yeah. days. A lot happened. That was a very busy four days. Yeah. For sure. Well, technically, uh, like three and a half, right? I get. Well, yeah. yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Man. But keep in mind, Nate uh, recorded their bass uh, in like 40 minutes. So they were oh, just what? so fucking bored. It's <laughs> <laughs> really fast. God. It took um, me a little bit to get the drums going, but I felt like it was a pretty fair amount of time given the load and what we were given to work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because of that process, we kind of ended up having to cut two songs just because we didn't flesh them out enough in the oh. studio. Yeah, um, and then we said we were going to work on rewriting one of those songs for a very long time, and I really, really like that song, and we haven't even, like, touched it. So. Let's put oh. it on the new EP. Yeah, okay. EP. Let's Who's going to stop us? Oh, wait, we did touch it again. That's the song, uh, that's, the song that's on the, uh, the Cornfield CD. <laughs> <laughs> we put it on there. Uh, oh. Um... I might have that lying around, actually. I don't think I ever got rid of it. 
It's probably can you just because I want to hear this cornfield song. Okay. I can send you the the unreleased yeah. Konami Code song. Please do. If you're dying. No, can can you send it? Can you send it to me oh, too? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'll, I'll send it to all the interviewers. Oh, <laughs> wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. Uh, so, where do you all see the band in the next five years? Top of the charts. So true. Yep. Yeah. Billboard number one. Um, uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah. I'll. To be honest, I know that uh, if Nate were here, they'd uh, disagree with this statement. But I'm really happy with how big we are. And I, I think the new music will reach more people. Mm-hmm. But I also kind of don't want to get any bigger. I like being this like house show band. Mm-hmm. I'm fine yeah. with us not being that anymore, uh, if that happens. But mm-hmm. I like I like small, intimate shows. I'm a big sucker for that. Um, yeah. uh, and it's... Seeing our the community of fans that we've had, um, I distinctly remember right after we put out the record, we played Monster and people sang the chorus back, and I started crying. Oh, because <laughs> I never thought people would do that. Yeah. Um, so right now, uh, for the band, um, we're just we have a bunch of songs like written. We just haven't recorded them, so it's basically tackling that. And then if we're able to tour this year, that'd be great. If not, um, okay. Um, Mm -hmm. But honestly, we just in the next five years, we just want to get back to touring and playing live shows. Um, Definitely. But my personal only goal uh, for the band left, because when we started the band, we all had goals and stuff. Uh, So mine was to play uh, to a 100-cap venue, uh, Mm -hmm. and now it's... uh, And I didn't think we'd pass that, and we did. uh, As you should. Thank you. Um, Mm -hmm. My only goal right now is to play an audio tree live set. Um, <gasps> Yo, yeah. And I don't think Konami Code is there, but I think our next record will be. So, hell yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Be sick to see you guys up there. Also, in Chicago, so we're like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> right like there. a phone call away. So, exactly. Audio Just add them on Twitter. Yo, mm-hmm. audio tree. What's up? Hit us up. Exactly. <laughs> um, so. The last couple of questions, we're actually going to shift away from music, and uh, I don't have a segue for the rest of this, because these are new questions. I gave you a segue! Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to use it. I'm going to use my segue instead. We've tested these... Segue or, like, a, like an idea for how to transition? Did they give you, like, the, the motor vehicle? <laughs> I, I think I could use both, actually. Um, <laughs> I'm seeing you zooming around that room right now. Big oh Paul Blart energy. Yeah. <laughs> So we tested these questions on Corey from Prince Daddy because he was very upset that the interview was almost over and he yeah. wanted more questions. So we tested. Yeah. Uh, hi Nate. Um, so hi Nate. We, welcome back. We tested these questions last minute. Um, yeah. So if you could become an animal for the rest of your lifetime, which one would it be? Mm-hmm. This question's uncomfortably close to a fursona. <laughs> oh, I didn't even house think cat. about that. I'm gonna have to go with house cat because that's like the best shit ever. Mm-hmm. You just get fed. You just chill out. Occasionally, Wait. you get a pet. Exactly. Do you, do you get to choose where you end up? Oh, I guess that is a good question. I mean, you sure. Feeding cat that gets eaten okay. or like run over. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that's so, like. Hey, what that's animal like a... would you be? <laughs> what animal would I be? <laughs> uh huh. The question in the form of a question. Uh, um, we we thought Nathan was back, but I feel like it'd be cool to be a horse. But you run into being or a uh, glue. Yeah, I think there's some downsides to being a horse. That's a bad decision, Nate. I saw. Or being like ridden by a two hundred pound man, lifted by helium balloons. There's definitely that that chance. Okay. All I heard was lifted by helium balloons. Yeah, that's all I heard too. Listen, it's I don't okay. You could be a horse that is ridden by a 200 pound man lifted by helium balloons. Okay. So true. No, okay. Uh, okay. I, okay. You know. The frog. There you go. I just want to hop frog? Everyone knows the frog is the gay animal, and they're right. The frog was gay from the start. Solid. When I was in fourth grade, I made a magazine about frogs. 
Uh, I called it frogs. I think that's why I'm gay now. That is wonderful. So I'd be like a bird? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be cool to fly around. Still can't believe you believe in this. What if you're one of those birds that gets clipped and put in a cage? Or, 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 it's just weird that we're like questioning. Good. Alright, question. I got my phone to charge. I got my phone to charge. Oh my god, okay, okay. Uh, so if you could listen to one song for the rest of your life, what would it be? What was the question? Uh, zombie bastards oh by Oh my god, everyone's talking at the same time. Yeah. I'm gonna start calling out names. Everyone shut up. <laughs> I wanna talk so bad right now. Corey, you can go. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um so uh, one song for the rest of my life. I think I'm gonna have to go with Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne. Big so fan true. of that one. Banger. Um, I've bought, uh, every time I get close to a person, uh, I buy them an Avril Lavigne uh, CD of her classic 2001 album. I have album three copies. <laughs> Were you asked to speak, Nate? <laughs> oh, uh, I'm going to pass the talking stick over to Cooper. Hi, I've got the talking stick. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to talk now. That's okay. Uh, I think I would... Uh, it's like a really hard question to answer, uh, but off the top of my head, the first song I thought of was uh, Famous Prophets Stars by Car Seat Headrest off of their the updated, I think, either 2018 or 2019 version of uh, Twin Fantasy, Face to Face, I think. Um, uh, that song oh, just hits. It's a long one. Uh, it's like 12 minutes long. My God. Uh, but... Damn, dude, does that does Will Toledo know how to write a climax in music for sure? Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorites. So Tell talking Tell the talking stick can now be moved. Who are you giving it to? Uh, I don't really like anybody like- here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll give it to Maud. Okay, great. Uh, hello everyone. My name is Maude. I have a talking stick now. I'm Congratulations. I'm a Gemini and I enjoy long walks along the beach at sunset. Uh, <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> if I had to listen to only one song for the rest of forever, mm-hmm. I don't know. Delicate by Taylor Swift. Okay. Okay. Solid. Great song. Hmm. Are you going to. Nate, gonna... Nate, you may not speak. Yeah. Oh, I get yeah. the talking stick? Yes. Yep. Okay. All right. I'm now going to filibuster for four hours. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I don't know. The first thing that came to my head was Stockholm Syndrome Interlude by Blink-182. The interlude? Yeah. The interlude. <laughs> we're, oh. we're like, dear lover. And then they, oh, it's like yeah, a talk. Oh, yeah. The note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the note. Mm-hmm. Or... Zombie bastards off the black album from Weezer. Okay. Okay. How do you not want to listen to Die, die, you zombie bastards. I don't think so. Um, I just want to know that Nate made me listen to that whole song last night. (laughs) Oh my god. Zombie bastards, the whole thing. Well, Maude, how do you feel about that song? I think it's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do too. <laughs> it's a good pop song. If it were sung, as we were saying, if it was sung by like, I don't Carly agree Jepsen, with that either. If Carly Rae Jepsen sang it and the words weren't "die, die, zombie bastard," it might be pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then it's Rivers Cuomo, and those are the words. <laughs> but you were talking about how on the new Weezer record, River says, "Uh." What my city and I wouldn't notice. And you think that's a better lyric than "Die, Die, You Zombie Bastard"? Yes. Thousand percent. Thousand. You know, Moonlight makes sense within the song because it's about how he doesn't pay attention or listen to anything while he's playing the piano. Zombie Bastards is literally about how he doesn't like haters, which has never been a good subject for Rivers Cuomo. Any song. 
he's ever written about how people don't like Weezer has been terrible. Oh, yeah. yeah it's uh, yeah. I'm not gonna say I don't like Weezer because I I like Weezer. I just uh, I think Rivers Cuomo tried a little bit too hard. Like he's good at writing pop music, but he's not good at writing modern pop music. And I think mm. he tries a little bit too hard to write modern pop music, and it it kind of falls flat a lot of the time. Like most of the time, like. Like they they have three albums that work is the thing, oh. and uh, they they come out with like twelve, so yeah. I only like the teal album, and that's the cover album. Yeah. So I think that says <laughs> a lot. Yeah, because they didn't it. even write <laughs> exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a good choice. I commend that bravery. Thank you. So. I have the honor of asking the last question, and I need you guys to walk with me, okay? So you're mm-hmm. on a desert island. You can only bring one book, one movie, and one person. What and who are you bringing? Please don't all talk oh, at oh, once. Oh, oh, oh. Well, I still have the talking stick, Scott. I was just about to say that. Whoa, that's right. Well, as the most important member of the band... Um... <laughs> no, no, I have the talking stick, Corey. I never gave. All right, then answer. No, uh, Sean. Sean gave me the talk. Answer. My name's Shane, but close enough. Wow. Okay, great. (laughs) I was referencing the movie Circle. Of course. course. Yeah. Sure. What's Sean? My. my (laughs) Sorry, Shane. Uh, Sean. For my book, I would probably bring. Beyond Good and Evil by Friedrich Nietzsche. Because <laughs> there's nothing more than to be like super existential island. I would bring Coraline with me because she's my best friend. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. And one movie. What do I have here? Corey, how do you feel about watching uh, um, Circles over and over again? Oh, I'm, cir- uh, The Circle on Netflix? Great flick. Yeah. Uh, Definitely a comedy. I don't think it was supposed to be. Uh, I think you guys are talking about different movies. No, we're talking about The Circle. Oh, The Circle? Mm-hmm. I thought you said mm-hmm. Circles. Okay. Yeah, I just heard no, Circles. I don't remember if it was Circles or The Circle. But that's the one where everyone's, there's like 40 people in a circle, and they have two minutes to make someone to die. Oh. It's going to be this interview in about 30 seconds. <laughs> All right. All right. The talking stick has to move really fast now. Mm-hmm. Corey, your turn. Uh, okay. Um, Book wise, I'm a big fan of Malcolm Gladwell, so mm-hmm. uh, I might pick. Um, the Tipping Point? N- that's not a bad book, but it's not my favorite. I'd probably pick Talking to Strangers. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been reading through his, uh, I was going to say discography. Uh, <laughs> Close. But um, he's a cool writer. Anyways. Um, Movie-wise, uh, I might pick either uh, uh, Creep um, or the Poughkeepsie Tapes, because uh, that movie's big fucked up. Um, and for people, um, I think most of uh, my friends know this, and I guess not a lot of listeners would, but I spend a lot of time alone, and um, so... Uh, I'd have to pick somebody who'd be cool with that. Um, so I think I'm going to have to pick uh, Cooper because uh, Cooper would just be gaming the whole time. So. Solid. Yeah, I, I get to smuggle in an entire gaming rig inside yeah. of my book. You know? yeah. Oh my god, okay. Uh, Cooper, you do get the talking stick as well. All right. So I think uh, for my book, I would bring uh, The Secret Cipher of the UFO Knots by Alan Greenfield uh, because I want, you know, I want to be educated on how to take meaning from things that probably don't have them, uh, mm. but make them fit my own narrative. Okay. And I really love uh, alien stuff. And that fits in there. That's like what it's all about. Uh, mm-hmm. So for the movie, it would probably, you know, in the same theme be close encounters of the third kind. Um you like that movie? Yeah. No, I bring him to Desert Island Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I... We need to talk more Actually, about the movie. No, it's a yeah. 
I I'm actually no, I'm gonna bring uh the Godzilla '98 movie just so I can study it enough to make a counter argument to Nathan saying it's bad. It's not bad. <laughs> Who has the stick? Who has the stick? I still have the stick. I haven't studied my person yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, my person would probably wouldn't be in the band actually it would be my friend Aaron who's an eagle scout and has survival skills that I don't I am also an eagle scout who has survival skills well Aaron has more survival skills than you do Cooper also said that they don't like anyone in in the call Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. sorry (laughs) alright the the talking stick go mod Oh, do I, have to, I don't have to grab it from the bottom. I fucking, <laughs> uh, it's okay. The book, Catcher in the Rock, like, like, a problem. Uh, okay. It's going to be Baby Driver, probably. Yeah, cool. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. uh, and then I'll bring, I'll bring Ray. Oh. <laughs> uh, Ray Wait, can I bring Ray, too? I was going to say, I want Ray now. If that's an option, I want Ray. Oh, my God. Ray would smoke me up the whole island. Yeah, we're not into the All right. Yeah. Solid. So, as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you guys would like to plug? Our split. Our split. Yes. Yeah. The, the fatal four way. That, that. Don't listen to us. Listen to Light Lotus by Guitar Fight. <laughs> Guitar Fight from Fully Cooly is a very good band. So instead they of plugging our own band, we are going to plug Guitar Fight from Fully Cooly on Bandcamp, on SoundCloud, uh, uh, GFX, on, on Twitter, uh, and Instagram. Uh, listen to them. They make better music than we do. Um, Go check out Arm. Don't do that. Don't do that. Instead, check out Guitar Fight from Fully Cooly. Go listen to Normalty. We have a Twitter. We have an Instagram. uh, If you want to follow those, Uh, we're going to have, as everyone says, we're going to have new music out soon. So uh, keep an eye out, I guess. Uh, Or don't. It's fine. We understand. And um, DM us, and I'll invite you over, and you can have some of my Shepherd's Pie. Ooh. Yeah, if you're in the Chicago land area and want shepherd's pie, please DM us. Um, we might be able to make an exception and make you some corn chowder instead. Just please let us know what you prefer before you show up. Or pesto. Uh-huh. If you want pesto, I can do that too. <gasps> Yo, I'd Yo. love pesto. There's definitely over. not enough space in your guys' apartment to socially distance. Oh. It's yours too, Cooper. Well, we're handing it outside the window. True. Okay. Technically, I'm not signed on the lease yet, so it's not. But cool. Cool. Awesome. That's our plug. That's our. Uh, plug. Here we go. Great. Well, thank you for sitting out with us, guys. This has been Arcadia Gray and We're the Good Noise Podcast.